Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic, <laughs> and I'm Mike, and this is the Magic Mike Show, episode 477. Mr. Summit, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Woodbine, huzzah! What are you laughing about? I, well, you, your start, your open there was different than every other. What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. I just, I was, I was expecting more. That's usually what I say, isn't it? Now you got me second guessing what I've been saying for 477 episodes. I don't know. We'll have to go back and, and uh, listen to a couple. See if that's the normal intro. Uh, well, good to see everybody here. All the usual degenerates in the chat. Good to see everybody here. We're tackling Woodbine, and you must be degenerate if you're watching this. And we're going to Woodbine. You know, this is how I wanted to spend my July 4th weekend, Mike, was, you know, Independence Day weekend for us in America. And, yeah, we're going to cover Canada. So, thank you. Well, you know, I, I really don't appreciate all this slack I'm catching from you on this. This is clearly the best sequence, and after actually handicapping it, I'm even more certain this is the best sequence of the weekend. Like, this this is going to be a lot of fun, and I don't like one of the favorites. I'm going to try and beat her. A little spoiler alert there. Uh, and this is fun. It's 20 cents. It's a 20 cent denomination. We can spread a little bit more. We can get a little more aggressive with some of the longer shots we like and still have cheaper tickets. Try and hit something big here. So I like it. I don't know. I don't know why you're so angry about this. No, I'm just kidding. It's just uh, it's just different. But it is with this case, you know, we do have four of these are going to be graded stakes. Uh, that last race can go jump off a cliff. The maiden claim reason for yeah. 10K. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you can afford it, just go all in that. Like, I might actually just do that with my ticket. I didn't know how expensive to make it. I ended up with, is this a 20 cent denomination? It throws me off a little bit. Like, you know, I have my budget that I try to stay in with my pick five when it's 50 cents. But when it's 20 cents, uh, I guess my question for you, Mike, is do you still go within that same budget, even though it's with a two and a half times fewer base your payouts might be two and a half times fewer well this is a little different for me because i generally play bigger tickets than what we give out on the show here so for me i can actually handicap this like a normal pick five that i'm playing and it can still be inside the cost that we're trying to keep it for the show so instead of putting 108 120 120 135 144 dollar ticket out there for 50 cents i can play this for 20 cents and keep the, the overall ticket cost down but still use the horses i want to use and be aggressive where i want to be aggressive and look for bombs where I want to look for bombs. So I like this kind of structure for this specific show because you can end up playing what I would consider a more advantageous pick five without busting the budget either. Gotcha. All right. I, I wanted to ask you that. I wasn't sure. I ended up going pretty short. Mine's $24. So um, I also have a smaller ticket just in general. But yeah, this will be an interesting one. If you're watching us live, thanks for joining us. Make sure you leave your thoughts in the live chat if you're watching on replay. Uh, put your ticket in the comment section below, especially. We don't play Woodbine that often, and so we'd love to see if you've got something good. Uh, hopefully, Mike and I have got at least one winning ticket, possibly two. We could both hit this one. Looking at what we both have here, let's get into it. Woodbine Saturday, July 1st, the late pick five. Riders up! Here we go, my first leg of the Woodbine Late Pick 5 on Saturday, July 1st. Race 7, the Great 3 Celine Stakes for 10 three-year-old fillies routing a mile and a 16th on the synthetic main track. Where'd you go on top? 
Well, I'm going to start by just saying why I am going to completely fade the six here. So I'm going to try and get around Wonder Wheel and not use her at all in this spot. Um, specifically because I don't think last year's two-year-old crop was very good on the Phillies side. And we've seen that consistently back in all of these races that the horses she was beating have been awful. We talked a lot about Chop Chop last year. Chop Chop isn't good. We talked about... Um, uh, we talked about, well, we didn't really talk about Leave No Trace. Raging Sea was another one that we talked about. Raging Sea's not very good. And Wonder Wheel hasn't really progressed from year to year. She's going to be over bet here at six to five. So for me, this was all about, okay, how can I get around Wonder Wheel and try and get some of the prices home here to be able to really blow this thing up early, especially with the ticket size I'm looking for. So I avoided using her altogether. Um, I ended up with the three on top. Honor D. Lady here. This is one of the horses that's shipping in uh, for Sappy Joseph. Had a nice run last time at Woodbine, I think, or I'm sorry, at Gulfstream Park, but has run well at Woodbine in a grade three as a two-year-old. This is going to be third in the three-year-old season for her third off the bench here uh she's shown good synthetic form she sits close to the pace but doesn't need to be on the lead which i think will be advantageous here in this spot i like the price at seven to two because i think she should probably be the favorite in this race not the second choice uh so i'm happy to put the three honor lady d on honor d lady on top top pick for me too love this horse never off the board in five starts three of them on synthetic um you had that you know the mazarine race was grade three last year over the same course and distance, um, that was a good effort there. Yeah, no, I think, especially last time out, had no shot. The winner of that race went gate to wire, was always at least a length and a half clear of second place, and second place just ran in that same gap back to third. So the only horse to close in the whole race, yeah, I went here. Um, I ended up using all three Safis. I, I went three deep here, and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to use all three. And I legitimately like all three of them, not just because they're from Safi, though I did notice a pattern here with this race. Um Second for me, number eight, blind spot at six to one. I have a little bit of a blind spot when Safi's training a horse, especially if Irad's on one, but he's not on one in this race. So, uh, or at least he's not at Woodbine, I don't think. Uh, but blind spot, two synthetic starts, two stakes wins, one time routing at Gulfstream Park at age two. The other time was sprinting here at Woodbine. So you've got to win over the course uh, going six furlongs back in April. Just like the three horse, you've got third start off the layoff, third start at age three here. So reasons to improve here from the eight blind spot. Did you use her? I did not use blind spot. This was the one that I left off that I'm a little scared of. Uh, clearly a pace threat, maybe be just sitting off it. I'm going to try and get around blind spot, but I, I respect the horse. This would be my sixth horse in. I decided to go with a price instead of going with the eight here. And so we'll see if that comes back to bite me. Where'd you go for your second pick then? Uh, give me the 10 solo album. This is the another Cassie. Okay. So I'm going to go with uh, the uh, stable made a wonder wheel here. This one just broke its maiden, but she looked very good doing it, set the pace, was able to take the field gate to wire with a rather slow pace. This uh, last, the horse who ran second became a next out winner there. I like the jump forward when getting back up to Woodbine. All three of, in my mind, her best races have been at Woodbine, specifically that November 19th effort as a two-year-old and then coming back off the layoff and winning last time out. She's shown the ability to not need to go gate to wire. She's been able to sit behind pace and pass some horses, obviously just breaking her maiden, hadn't won before. But at the 15 <laughs> to 1 price, I think she sits a pretty good trip here in second or third, is able to get first run, see if she can be good enough to get home at a big-time number. Uh, for my third pick, I went to the other Safi horse. So I, I have the five be my sunshine in here. Uh, this horse, I thought, ran very well at Keeneland last time out. Hasn't tried the synthetic yet, but I don't think that's going to be issue four. It's a tap it on top. Kitten's Joy on the bottom. Uh, kind of is going to need to improve a little bit, but has a good late closing click, late closing kick. Shouldn't mind the distance at all. I think it's all systems go here for be my sunshine. 
Yeah, I like that Kazushi Kamura is going to be riding this horse as well. Um, you know, Kamura is one of the most talented riders at Woodbine. We saw what he did at Santa Anita, right? He almost won the Santa Anita Damn Derby on a Japanese horse. Um, you got to like that this horse, uh, all three of the starts that she's made, they've all been two turns going a route of ground. Um, she was always at, you know, good spots as soon as the Gulfstream Championship meet ended. They went to Keelan with her and she almost won there. She is going to need pace to chase. So if you use her like we both are, you've got to believe that there's going to be some pace and at least an honest pace in here for her to close into it. Um, and then, yeah, the question mark is about the synthetic, but she has an older half-sister named In the Mood who won three races at Turfway Park, including a stakes race on a synthetic, and she was second in a grade three on the same synthetic there. So they're breeding on the, on the damn side says she should be able to handle synthetic no problem. Uh, I'm going to go with a couple bombs as my last two horses in here. So you're going just the three sappies, right? Yep. I am going to go with the one next, 4570 <laughs> here, 20 to 1 on the morning line. I'll be shocked if this horse actually goes off at 20 to 1. It's been bet down below 4 to 1 in every single start, except for the maiden breaker and a $251,000 stakes race for restricted for two-year-olds. And that's one of the reasons I'm playing this horse. If you go back to that race where she was 23 to 1, that's the only time she's gone a mile and a 16th. She ran very well there. Ended up getting a 72 buyer that day. Was able to close from off the pace, uh, but sat relatively close. Was only a half length or a full length back at the at the six furlong point of that race. Back to back races here as a three year old. Goes seven furlongs to kick off the season. Takes a nice step forward in that second race. Now we're going two sprints to a route, stretching out, getting a big number, and again has tactical speed in this spot. I wouldn't be shocked if it's more forwardly placed than what we saw last time going that mile on a 16th because she's been faster in these last four starts than she was prior to going that distance. So I think you're going to see the one horse here of 4570 get a really good trip on the rail and, and be able to kind of make that run around the far turn. And if she's good enough, I think she's got a shot. And if we can improve off that last mile of 16th race, she fits with everybody else in this race at a big time number of 20 to one. Did you consider the one at all? I think she's a good horse underneath. Um, I didn't, she didn't make my ticket, but I don't hate it, especially at 20 to one. You got the pride of South Africa, Ryan Munger in the saddle for the first time as well. So, uh, he's, he does much better than the trainer Barbara Minshaw is doing right now, at least. Uh, she's 10%. He's 13. It's not so bad. Don't be hating on him. All right. I'm going to go with the nine. Is, it, is 13 not better than 10%? That's about, uh, what? 20. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Next point. Fair point. Thirty percent better, I guess. Uh, Tito's calling. <laughs> Give me the nine. I'm gonna go with a big shot. Tier again, twenty to one. Uh, this is a horse. We're going two sprints to a route again. This one, when Emma Jean Wilson rides, has won twice and run second twice. Again, I like the setup here for this horse. Going to be coming from a little bit closer than what we've seen the last couple races, specifically because we're stretching out from that seven furlong distance out to the mile and a sixteenth distance, getting a monster price. And I'm trying to blow up the tote here in this first race. And this is the horse I put on over the eight. So. This was the last on for me, and if you want to put the eight on instead of the nine, I get it. I'm trying to take a big-time swing here to try and start the sequence out with a big price because if we can get around the six and get a price in this race, it blows up the entire sequence. If you hit this pick five and you have Tito's calling on your ticket, you're going to be going to the bar calling for some Tito's vodka uh, with this horse. Uh, not a terrible one. Last time out, I looked at this horse in that uh, seven furlong stakes against Ontario bred. So definitely a step up here. Uh, was a gate to wire winner for Cassie. Um, you know, the other horses that finished ahead of him, uh, or sorry, ahead of her, were also coming from off the pace. The horses that were like second, third, really, they all threw it in. So not a, it's an effort that looks better. Um, then it really, if you watch the replay versus what it looks like on paper there. So that was um, I don't hate it as far as long shots go. That was racehorse time too. I mean, there's not often that you see a three-year-old state bread, in this case, state bread, Ontario steaks bread, <laughs> steaks, 
go 122 flat for seven. I mean, they went 45 and four, 109 and two, 122. I mean, that is fast for seven furlongs. I did find it interesting. We both are, and I kind of expected this. We're both uh, going against the six wonder wheel here. Realistically, is she? I mean, she's six to five, I guess, based off of her back class at two. But is she really going to be six to five in this race, Mike? I think so. I mean, because of Cassie. Well, not just because of Cassie. I mean, Husbands picks up the mount. Patrick Husbands, who's the good Husbands there, right? Where Cassie takes usually his best horse. But even like the Suncoast, probably good enough if if we can get back to that and no one improves. So like you can point Oof. to at least one race on the page. But again, I just the horses that she's losing to, and she's lost badly in the last two races. And I get they were yeah. better company and it was on dirt. And but like she's also never started at, at uh, over synthetic. She's never started at Woodbine. So we're doing something new here. You're taking a really short price. I don't know if she wants to go gate to wire. If she wants to try and pass horses, I'm not sure what trip she's looking for. I don't like she's not in form at all. So you're just assuming that you're going to go back to that previous form. And I think she's probably like four to five when they break from the gate, which just seems Oof. ridiculously short to me in this spot. Yeah, you, if you're going to use her, um, you've got to go very short in this spot in this leg. I think uh, maybe if you want to use like a bomb with her in case, but otherwise I wouldn't go more than too deep. Um, she is a first time Lasix. She's never been on Lasix before, so if you want to point it at something that potentially moves her forward along with the synthetic, as maybe maybe the first time Lasix does. But yeah, Mike and I are both going to try and beat her here. Uh, second leg of the Woodbine late pick five on Saturday, July 1st, race 8. The grade 2 Highlander for 10 males, 4 and up, sprinting 6 furlongs on the outer turf. Where'd you go on top? Give me the four-horse Macetto here. I'll go Cassie again, but this time with Husbands, the good Husbands, Patrick Husbands. That last race, really impressive. And the, there's a bunch of pace to chase here, so I think it sets up well. I like the fact, too, that you know the last race was at five furlongs. This horse is one at seven, ran, I thought, pretty well for the first time in North America, and Kentucky Downs going six. And that last race was off a long layoff. We're talking a full year in between races. Still was able to jump the buyer way up. That was first out as a four-year-old. You'd expect some, some improvement here, second out as a four-year-old. And like I said, there is pace for this horse to be able to set the perfect trip here in like fourth or fifth and be able to pounce. I would love to get five to one on this horse. I'm not so sure we're that lucky. Top pick for me as well. So yeah, we're probably not going to get five to one on this horse. Um, you gotta love that you got Cassie and Patrick Husbands. You just talked about them last race with with Wonder Wheel. Top connections here. So they're you know third straight start. They're going to be uh, with this horse. It's you know it, it would be nice to see this horse actually put together back to back starts. He hasn't done that since June of 2021. Uh, so it's refreshing to see how well he does off the bench. It's like shit if he's that good off the bench. How does he do when he actually can build up some endurance and get into a form? So, yeah, we agree on the four was the top pick. Um, I went two deep here. You went three deep, and we both agreed. Uh, so on the number two outlaw kid at three to one, since since this horse has been gelded, three for four in turf sprints, all of those wins by open lengths. His lone defeat came in his stakes at Backwaduct. Second off the layoff, second start at age four. Yes, this is a grade two race, but it's a grade two at Woodbine against a lot of Woodbine horses. And I think bringing that New York allowance form I think it makes him very seasoned, and he's not going to be intimidated here. Don't love three to one. I do love that the ten is in here to take a bunch of money, though. Yeah, I mean this this son of violence violence looked awesome last time out, and like yeah. if you've been watching Belmont and specifically turf sprinting at Belmont, everything George Weaver sends out is absolutely flying home right now. I mean, he has been, and Cancel has ridden quite a few of his big price winners, specifically two year olds. His turf sprinting training is up there right now with like the wesley wards at belmont which is wild to think of because it's george weaver but they've been that good this is one of those horses that ran phenomenally well 
now you're getting second off a layoff here at four off a career best effort. It seems like it's all systems go. This one has tactical speed, but still is able to close if it's a little, we're a little bit off it. Love the fact that the, the five and a half furlong maiden breaker at Saratoga was sitting a length off in third. You come right back, that allowance, you're sitting three lengths off in second, three lengths off in third, able to win by four. This horse is really tactical from a speed perspective. I think it's all systems go on the two outlaw kid. I would have just gone too deep if this was a 50 center. But because it's a 20 center, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw the eight striker in there as well. As well here, Josie Carroll sends this was out with this one out. Kamura gets them out second off the layoff here. Last time tried to go gate to wire going six furlongs. They went very quick up front. I'm hoping for one of those little off the pace style trips that we saw. And this horse uh, broke its maiden and one second out sitting off the pace going six furlongs and six and a half furlongs. I'm hoping we get more of that type of effort here from Stryker. And I think Stryker is going to be forwardly placed and have a big shot here. Again, second off the layoff for a five-year-old son of Warfront. Carol's a very, very good turf spring trainer, one of the better trainers up here at Woodbine. You get Kimura up, and you're getting a nice price here at 12 to 1, which I think is probably going to float up from this. And so this is the bomb that I'm going to try and get home here. I looked at the six Oceanic as well, but I decided to go with the eight Stryker. Yeah, I've looked at both of those horses, didn't make the ticket for me, but I actually had them in that order as well, the eight and the six. I don't hate it. Uh, the damn Dreamologist won the, uh, I think, grade three, La Cienega Stakes, which is a turf sprint. Uh, it's Santa Anita. So um, L&J Foxwood, homebred, uh, they always have very good horses that they send out. And, and they usually spot them well. Like this horse uh, originally with Bill Mott, and then they went, or no, not this one. There was a different horse we were looking at in a different race. Uh, but they'll sometimes like the really good ones. They go to Bill Mott, and if Mott has them and goes, you know, this isn't not nah, this isn't my level. Josie Carroll gets them, and she usually does really well with them, especially at Woodbine. So, uh, don't hate this one. I think it also part of a reason to like the eight over the six, Mike, because you're getting twelve to one here versus six to one on the six. Yeah, and. Oceanic just seems like one of those horses that likes to sprinkle in good efforts every now and then, but uh, we haven't really seen any of those since the effort back at Colonial and Keelan, the back-to-back 100 buyers we saw from this horse. The last two races I thought were, were pretty bad, specifically the grade two turf sprint at Churchill Downs. So I'm willing to take a shot here against Oceanic in that spot. And then one timer on the outside is the one we haven't talked about that we probably should. Uh, been a very good horse. You're going to see Larry mm-hmm. Ravelli try and have uh, one timer go gate to wire. Totally possible. I just... At the five to two price with the outside draw, to me, this is when you try and get around. Well, if you look at his races, if you, I remember this horse uh, ever since he won that San Diego Stakes race and you freaking smoked him on the turf there. Um, when he gets the lead on his own, he's gone. But when he doesn't get it, when he has to fight for it, when he has to work against other really good horses, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't manage to do it. And I think he, between the one and the nine and even possibly the eight, um, you could see a lot, a lot of pace in here to, to mess it up for him. So at five to two with that outside draw. Now, if he had drawn the rail, you might want to single that horse because you know he's going to go. <laughs> yeah, now, but the outside draw, I think, is going to be trouble for him because it's going to be hard to clear. And if he doesn't clear, then that's where the problems come in, like you said. Chris Morales says, wow, old chestnut is still running. I had the same exact response. I remember when this horse was winning stakes races as a two-year-old at Woodbine. And I was like, God, I, that was... I, I, By the way, Chris, go ahead. I semi-considered old chestnut in this spot. Like, I, I wouldn't hate using this horse considering the way the pace sets up and the trip you should get. If they rain it off the turf on the synthetic, I think he's I think he's better on synthetic these days. That's fair. <laughs> uh, shout out to Chris Milo, by the way. Became a dad again. Uh, had his son, uh, son Jack born, so congrats. He's a reporting uh, w- which hospitals do have DRF blocked and which ones do not have DRF blocked. So uh, if you need to add information, go to Chris Milo. But yeah, congrats, Chris. 
Uh, we got a, dad, a son named Jack. He was really sad that we didn't go to Ellis Park because he was going to have a, make sure we had to play Happy Jack. Ah, uh, there we go. Well, you can still bet them if they run. <laughs> I mean, who knows if they're going to run or not with all the weather that's going through there, too. It's a good point. Third leg of the Woodbine Late Pick 5 on Saturday, July 1st, Race 9, at the Grade 3 Dominion Day Stakes for nine males, four and up, going a mile and an eighth, two turns on the synthetic main track. Where'd you go on top? Oh, give me the six-horse treason here. We're going back to Josie Carroll and Kimura. Uh, I thought ran really well last time out in the Grade 2 Eclipse. That was a really impressive win. It was wide on that that. I guess first turn or the second turn there. I don't think the extra eighth of a mile is going to be much of an, much of an issue here. The, I mean, the race three back was absolutely phenomenal. Got a 101 buyer and just looked like an absolute beast. Now getting second off a layoff. Son of Constitution here. Spitestown on the bottom. Likes the synthetic. Likes the distance. Don't love that we're taking a two to one price here, but we left off the favorites in the first two legs. So I'm fine with putting the favorite on top here. Yeah, I almost singled this horse. Um, when I remembered it was a 20 cent denomination, I was like, okay, well, I don't have to be like super crazy here. I can still go with, uh, another picket here. But, um, by the way, the, the returning from that 210 day layoff beat four horses easily to show up here. One of the horses that doesn't show up here that he beat is Wolfie's Dyna Ghost. <laughs> like he beat some good, he beat a bunch of horses that are here and then a really good horse on synthetic in that spot. So yeah, I, that's, it's pretty impressive. Not, not bad at all. Now we both, you, you ended up going too deep here. I, yep. I looked at your horse, but I didn't use it. So you went to the inside Golden Glider. You want to make the case? Yeah, this is a rare case where Doc's on my side and not with you. Um, this is an interesting one. You know, this horse has got the synthetic debut last time out. Uh, but it was 187 days ago. It was a Tropical Park Derby, so it was against three-year-olds. This is his first time facing older horses. Uh, but he, he beat a bunch of good turf horses in that race. You had Steady On, Grand Sonata, Dakota Gold, your former Breeders' Cup juvenile turf betting favorite. Uh, you know, this horse is going to need some pace to chase. And that's and the reason I kind of used him was like if Treason wins, it's because he goes gate to wire. If, if Treason doesn't get to go gate to wire, if he gets pressured, I think Golden Glider is the horse that's going to be coming from way off of it uh, to get him down. And the layoff is a little concerning, but he's got several strong works on the page. And I... I don't know. This horse has always had talent. He's always had some modicum of talent. It feels like at Woodbine it could fit, and he showed synthetic that he liked it last out. Yeah, I mean, even you go back to like the Sam F. Davis there, classic Causeway one at a big price, and then comes back, runs decent in the Tampa Bay Derby, run, kind of runs through everything, runs second in the Peter Panda, We the People, who was one of those horses that was supposed to be amazing, and then runs the Belmont, and then we just don't see him for a long time after the curling there at Saratoga. I just couldn't get to it off the layoff. I mean, Cassie's <laughs> firing at 20% as a trainer up there, but he's only 11% off this type of layoff. Generally, he's not like the best off a long, long layoff trainer. And for me, it's just, I, I think the horse needs to improve too much to be able to beat someone like Treason in this spot. I went with the seven Carruthers, uh, had back-to-back -back wins uh, over the synthetic here at Woodbine, and then ran, ran into Treason in the Eclipse. I thought still ran pretty well in that race, was fanned pretty wide around the, the second turn in that spot. I think the extra distance shouldn't be uh, an issue here. You got, uh, oh, Jesus, we have Mushwish on top with Arch on the bottom, so I think the distance is going to be strong here. We know he likes the synthetic, seven for 12 over it. Um, so I, I think it's all systems go here for Carruthers now. The wins were at Gulfstream, and that was the first effort over the Woodbine Synthetic. So it'll be interesting to see if we can improve off that second over the Woodbine Synthetic. But I like the seven Carruthers. And then I'm going to go back to another bomb here. Give me the three-horse Gaston as the big price here. 20 to 1. Uh, this is uh, Kevin Attard who's sending it out. Uh, Emma Jean Wilson again riding this one. 
I know we need to improve big time here. You need to take a a big time step forward. But if you're going to, this is kind of the spot you do it. This is going to be second off the layoff, stretching out to that mile and eighth distance, hard spun out of a Galileo mare. Again, the distance should be a good thing for this horse. Won the first time out as a four-year-old. And Kevin Attard's not one who like goes crazy with placing horses. And the fact that he wants to send this one out here, I think, is a good sign. It's also an X-Men Racing Matacat stable horse. So you know they think highly of it if they're putting it in this spot. And you're getting 20 to 1. So I'm going to take a little bit of a shot here with a three-horse Gaston. Yeah, that last part made me really sit here and go, shit, man, I kind of kind of like this horse at 20 to 1. I, I didn't pull the trigger, obviously, but you made all great points. The connections are, are a big part of that as well. So look out for uh, the three Gaston. Uh, Emma Jane Wilson riding for a charge 32% winners in the last year. So uh, good numbers as well there for the three horse guest on. Um, I, it, it really does feel to me like the six is going to go gate to wear. But if he doesn't, there are some horses. You can make cases for a lot of you know big price horses. I looked at the one too, War Bomber. Do you look at War Bomber at all? Interesting one. I, I think this horse is great for underneath if you need a big price underneath. But I don't think he's good enough to win this race. Probably going to be your leader for quite a while, though. I mean, that's that's your horse that I think is going to go right to the front. I, I guess t- Treason may go and, tra- and try and like clear over, but I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm interested to see how fast they go early and if it's War Bomber or Treason that's going to be in the lead. Let's move on, Mike. Penultimate leg of the Woodbine Late Pick 5 on Saturday, July 1st. Race 10, the grade 2 Nassau Stakes for 9 Phillies and Mares. Whoop, 4 and up going a one-turn mile on the outer turf here. My old friend Moira, the four horse, she's back in here at Woodbine. Uh, last time out, returned from 210 days off, and she still lost. Uh, it was a good effort there. Where'd you go on top here? I went with Moira. I mean, she just, to me, she's, she would be the single in this field if I was going to get aggressive and try and single. Um, she looks like she's better than this field. You should expect her to be a little bit better second time off. I think she's a better grass horse than she is synthetic horse. Uh, if she is able to take a step forward, she's going to be really tough in this spot. Yep, my top pick as well. And she's just so classy. I mean, she was a neck away from winning a grade one over the turf here. As a three-year-old facing a, a super sharp older horse for Chad Brown and Rogier, um, a Breeders' Cup winning year in for the Philly Mare turf, where she did not run poorly. She ran fifth as a three-year-old against some of the best uh, female turf horses in the world. So uh, very impressive effort from her there. Um, I'd love to see her do well in this spot. I looked at this and I was trying to figure out, how does Moira lose? Like, what is it? They could do her in in this spot. And I came to the conclusion is if somebody just says, F it, I'm going hard right from the gate, right from the rail to try and take them gate to wire. I use the one sister, Luann, at 20 to 1 here. Uh, listen, Lone Speed, Safi's your trainer. You know this, uh, there's one set of instructions, and that is to go. Why would you send her here for this spot? Other than you just got to try and go gate to wire uh, going a mile here. Both career wins for this horse came doing exactly that. One of those was in the stakes at Gulfstream Park. Horses second off the layoff, second time at age four, nearly beat Keeneland Allowance horses, which when you take Moira out of this, suddenly we're looking a lot closer to more like a Keeneland high-level allowance or, or ungraded stakes than we are with Moira in this spot. So I, I 20 to 1 is a huge number. I'd, I'd be surprised, actually, if we do get 20 to 1 on her because she's 5 to 2, 4 to 1 in her last two starts. Uh, if she gets loose, it's not a guarantee, but if she gets loose from that rail and goes early, I think she's gone. It's interesting. We took a very similar way to try and beat beat Moira. 
I went to the seven sweet enough with a very similar thought that she either makes the leader sits right behind the one. And if she sits white, right behind the one, I think she gets by the one. And then it's whether or not Moira runs her down. If she makes the lead, I think she's got a shot going gate to wire. They're clearly the two fastest horses in this races in this race. One of those, these two will have the lead. And so it's just a question of, okay, who makes it? And then if it is the one who beats the seven to the punch, can the seven get by here around the turn? And if so, then Moira tries to run her down. And that, that to me is the key here. It's who makes the lead. I guess the three Scottish star could be forwardly placed as well, but I would expect it's going to be the one or the seven. And if we can just get that horse rolling early, maybe we can get a price <laughs> and get around Moira in this spot. If, doesn't it just feel like Pletcher's going to tell Raylu on the three Scottish star to take back a little bit and not get into a pace? And she, I mean, she did win to her credit. You know, it was a turf allowance at Saratoga, her first turf try uh, in her career, and she sat off of a pace. But it was also a pace that was she was ten lengths behind the leader at one point in second. So it com- clearly just completely melted down for her to win. Yeah, and the, well, you also look at the last two races. She went forty-eight to the half in both of those. You're not going forty-eight to the half nope. being in the lead here, right? So. I, no. I'm not sure she, sure she has that type of speed. And if the one goes and the seven crosses over, all of a sudden Scottish Star is third at best, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of the the picture in my head that the one and the seven are faster than she is, and all of a sudden she puts she's she kind of gets forced back into third. Uh, we're a, a race late and a dollar short, Shadi. I'm sorry, but uh, she had a great song about Gaston. Uh, who was in the previous race. So if you're not watching the YouTube replay or live, this is why you should be watching. I'm not going to sing it. I've done enough singing this year on the YouTube channel uh, for everybody's enjoyment, I believe. But <laughs> but a very nice... I appreciate that, Shari. That was pretty great. All right, Mike. Fifth and final leg of the Woodbine Late Pick 5 on Saturday, July 1st. Race 11 has 11 maiden fillies and mares. Three and up plus and also eligible routing. Seven and a half furlongs on that inner turf while in for $10,000 tags. Oh boy, we go from four straight graded stakes to this. I'm still pissed off that all five graded stakes aren't a pick five. Can we can we figure out why that didn't happen? Because there was a graded stakes <laughs> two races before this pick five starts that they just could have yep. put at the end. It could have just had five. So like, that no. was the whole point of going to Woodbine and doing this is that we get five <laughs> really good races and we end up with a freaking Naira race here to end this. Um, <laughs> give me the four tender situation on top. Mark Cassie dropping big time there's a lot of bad horses who love to lose in this race so I'm, <laughs> yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna go with a horse that has early tactical speed man is equipped badly but has early tactical speed <laughs> um is trained by the top trainer over the circuit has a very good jockey and is dropping pretty aggressively in class so 40k optional claimers 50k optional second time out we're going all the way down to the 10,000. i think the four makes the lead i have no no idea how long the four holds on to that lead but at least I'm going to have a horse who's going to be forwardly placed and in a situation that he's that uh, she has never been in here in this spot. If I hit the all button in this, he got all 11 horses. It'd still be just a uh, $52.80 ticket. I'm starting to think maybe that was the right move because I opened these the form back up and I just went, ugh, I hate this race. Uh, your, your top pick I don't hate. Uh, it was my second choice, almost my top pick here. Uh, it feels like the appropriate drop first time versus claimers. And you got to like that we're trying two turns for the first time while taking that class drop. And when you see how the horse ran forwardly placed early and then just didn't kick on when going one turn, sometimes, Mike, that can mean the horse is, well, sometimes means the horse is bad and just doesn't like to run. Sometimes it means that horse wants to go two turns and doesn't have that sprinter kind of kick. Like five and a half at one turn might have been way too short for this horse. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I, I think you're going to go a lot slower than if you want to be forwardly placed than you had to in the last two races. I don't see many horses that are going 46 and two in this spot early. So I think you're going to have a much more tepid pace. That hopefully makes it easier for tender situation here. Second pick for me was right to the outside. Grand Bella, uh, this horse off the claim, has been running well going six furlongs. We're stretching out to the seven and a half. Uh, Look, there's just not a lot of like in this race. <laughs> so I'm going to take a little a little swing here. I go back to, to your uh, your South African jockey there, Munger, see if he can get the job done for LeBlanc. Uh, the last race is good enough to win this if we can recreate it. That was from the 10 post on the outside. Should be able to sit close to the pace but not on it and be able to get a kick home. So I'll take the five grand Bella in second here. Uh, yeah, interesting that Munger has never ridden for the barn before, but does ride through the claim after that horse had it. You clearly can say the career best effort. First time hitting the board uh, last time out. So didn't use the horse. I did. I thought that I, I didn't see enough in this horse to like to want to play her at four to one. But again, you can hit the all button and it'll still be just a $52 ticket. So uh, I don't really it's, it's hard to make a case for any of these horses. So I'm not going to sit here and poo poo everything. Uh, that you do. We agreed on three of the horses that you went four deep, I went five deep. So we'll talk about my top pick next. Number seven, PS Rising Star at three to one. I think, yeah, is the favorite on the morning line here. Three races back, you saw that she took a step forward as a four-year-old. Two races back, you saw that she improved upon the first effort off the bench. It wasn't a fluke. Okay, she's she actually has improved as a four-year-old last time out. Try it around turf for the first time, another step forward. So you're seeing these steps forward, very slow incremental steps at this level. Returns the same setup with a tag that's 5K smaller than last time. I think this horse is a must-use on your tickets. There should be on your tickets somewhere. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, we'll call this a, a find-your-friends horse, where <laughs> eventually she'll win when she finds her friends, because she's going to run between a 45 and a 50 buyer, and eventually that's good enough to beat a field. She may have found her friends today. I mean, that's that's really how, how simple this is here with the seven horse who has shown the ability to be forwardly placed, has shown the ability to sit off and pass horses. Obviously, not all of the horses, but at least pass a couple of them. Uh, second time turf should be a positive here as well. So I, I use the seven PS Rising Star too. Another one we both used, which I, I almost made my top pick in here, was the two horse Candy Wine. Uh, this horse was bet down heavily last time. So it was the favorite at $3.55 in a 10 horse field. And uh, ran a little bit early, didn't run much late. Uh, but now you're getting a much better price, 10 to 1 here. It, again, it was, this was a huge drop last time. So it went from maiden special weight to 40K maiden claimers all the way down to 15. Now we're dropping into 10. Uh, they're adding blinkers. We'll see what happens there. But this is a barn that's 24% on turf. So, yes, just one for the 10 per year. But has done well on turf over the last five years, uh, essentially 6 six for 21 there. So, Candy wine, one for me that I'm going to use here that I think at 10 to 1 is a horse that you definitely want to include. Sorry, there's a big net that just flew right in front of my face. Uh, I like this horse a lot. One thing that really caught my attention is that the horse was bet down, like you said, to 7 to 2 favoritism for the first time trying to her first time in for a tag. And if you watch the replay, the horse just had a, a, a shit trip, such a horrible trip. You never got to see what the horse could do at 7 to 2. So, which a scratch off race, we're back at the exact same setup. Almost the exact same post. And now we're 10 to 1. <laughs> I was like that. Dropping in level. that And dropping $5,000 off the claiming tag. Thank you. It's like, but what, what how, okay. Like, yeah. even if I didn't like the horse from those synthetic races, I look at that and go, what, what has changed? What has yeah. made this horse go from 7 to 2 to 10 to 1 other than the jockey stayed and you can go while the jockey screwed up the, with the ride last time out? Well, and the thing here, too, is like at this level, inconsistency is is consistent, right? You're constantly seeing these horses <laughs> yeah. go up and down and up and down. And so 
if the horse was good enough to be seven to two last time out, I, there's no reason this horse should be ten to one. And obviously, we could get bet down on race day, but <laughs> yeah, that's to me, true. Like it, it, this is just one that you kind of almost auto use in this spot because you're like, hey. It, the public believed enough that this horse was going to run last time. And those synthetic races, if that she ran back to those two races, she's right in it with this group and bags, right? So, like, <laughs> I, I don't see why you don't use the two here. Take a swing. Uh, last two for me that I'll talk about. I went with the rail horse, Hard Rock Warrior at 6-1. to one, And I, I watched her turf replay specifically. I feel like she's got the talent to win at this level. Another horse is, you know, this is, like, her friend's. She hasn't gotten great rides, and I think that that's kind of that's why you see she's still six to one, even though with the effort she had um, at the 15k main claiming level last time out. But in that, Daisuke Fukumoto kind of did his best Rosario impression. She was starting to move in the turn, and he drove her straight up into two horses that were slowing down, and it didn't work like it doesn't work when Rosario does it. So uh, we're getting a jockey change to Moreno, who was aboard for her last start at this exact level and setup. She has been racing against higher. A slight worry that she's almost becoming, because she's been spotted in some poor spots before, that she might be a career maiden before she ever gets the job done. She's over 13 now, but I just, from what I've seen, it's Mike, it seems like she's got more talent than she's shown, and she's third start off the layoff, third start at age four, so maybe she takes a step forward. Maybe she does. I mean, these are horses that are just tough for me to use. I mean, not, not just the 0 for 13 lifetime, but only two-thirds and yep. comes from the clouds like never is in it and then draws the rail <laughs> right it's just it's like this is the perfect setup for her to fail um and then on top of that jason marco uh 0 for 7 for the year you go back and you're like oh well this horse is claimed off trombetta and all the races that it ran well were prior to the layoff and since the layoff with the new trainer two of the worst races on the page for the one horse and yeah. so i'm just like oh i can't I, especially at six to one i can't get behind this horse being able to just all of a sudden had the fl switch flip and be able to pass eight <laughs> other horses down the lane. As they say, she's due. Next one, uh, the other one I use, the number 11 rookie court at 10 to 1. I was at one point, I was like, you know, who in this mix of just um, interesting horses, uh, I'm sure they're all beautiful horses, uh, which one of these beautiful horses is going to be the early leader? Because maybe that's the one I want to use. And I was kind of between the 9 and the 11, and I landed on the 11. Um, you know, the nine's coming off of a long layoff and has some nice works on the page, but uh, for the level, but a long layoff and adding blinkers, I don't know that you can trust that this horse is going to go right to the lead. And so that was a little bit of a concern. Um, you got a 5% jockey going to be riding the nine horse. You got Daisuke Fukumoto, who is much better riding the 11, getting a better price. I think what happens with the nine is what happened with the 11 last time, which was she was kind of pressed the early pace and then faded and was, you know, th multiple lengths behind the winner. If anyone can go gate to wire, when a lot of these horses don't like to pass each other, I'm going to take the 11 that I know is going to be forwardly placed and, and be kind of on the muscle trying to get going. I mean, she tried doing it uh, the last time she was on turf and that was arguably her best effort, which isn't really saying a whole lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't hate the idea of using the 9 or 11. Um, if, if, like, I just wanted a speed horse. Give me a speed horse. I'm hoping the 4 is the speed horse. Uh, we'll see if that actually plays out. Um, and that's kind of why I did not use the 9 or 11. Uh, but I, these are both pretty bad horses, even when they get the lead. That was my other <laughs> issue here with both the 9 and the 11. Back to the Magic's yeah. point, not a bad race to hit the all button if you want to try and go shorter early. Um, but this is going to be a spread race for a lot of people. So trying to narrow it down as much as possible is probably a positive thing here. Uh, the seven and a half furlongs from those posts as speed horses also a little bit of a concern because that's they, true. 
Like it, it is not easy to get. There's two turf courses at Woodbine. We are going two turns seven and a half, and you can go one turn seven and a half there as well. We're doing the two turn version, and there's not a lot of room into that first turn, and you break it from the the nine and eleven post respectively here. Before we move on real quick, Dr. Tang going for it says, might as well get a 21 to go and give me a long shot. Some like it hot. Uh, the six horse here uh, did almost win two back, set the pace, and then f uh, faded to be second, beaten three lengths, making the turf debut here and the routing debut. If he, sorry, if she wins, it would be Scott Martin's first career win as a trainer. Uh, so Dr. Tang going for the Cinderella story. I didn't really have much interest in this horse, though. And this is a classic Dr. Tang horse, though. Top jock, small barn. He goes there all the time with these big prices. And it works a lot of times. I'm not knocking it. But it is a classic Dr. Tang horse where it's like, hey, why is Hernandez riding that horse? I will include him on my ticket. I just like the way you said it. Ugh, this is a classic Dr. Tang horse. <laughs> like, there was, I was like, damn, shot fired. Well, it's, not, it's not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying it's a classic Dr. Tang horse here. He loves those top jockey, small barn angles. So, like, when, when John Velasquez wins at 18 to one on an absolute donkey at Belmont, he's like, I had it because he's never ridden for the barn before. And like, that's, that's the, that's the explanation for it. <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of the magic Mike show. Thanks for joining Mike and I to go through Woodbine Saturday's late pick five, uh, Saturday, July 1st. We'll give out our tickets one last time for the audio listeners. If you're watching on YouTube, take a look down below. Remember this is a 20 cent base for the tickets at Woodbine. I'm going to start with three, five, eight, Two four five six one four one two four seven eleven for twenty four dollars. If you hit the all button in the last leg, it's fifty two dollars and forty cents. Mister Summich, I'm gonna go with one three five nine ten with two four eight with three six seven with four seven with two four five seven. It'll cost you fifty four dollars for twenty cents. Doc says thanks for the compliment. <laughs> Again, not knocking it. Just saying it's a classic dock horse. That's all. You know that's when I'm going to take you, you'd say, hey, that's a classic Samich horse sometimes. Usually when someone says no offense, they mean take offense. <laughs> well, that, that was a different one that. Not like no offense magic, but your hair looks like shit. That's, that is a no offense one that's a shot, right? Okay? That was not a no offense one. Ouch. Anyway, over at RacingDudes.com, you can see here on the screen. Uh, we've got uh, the Breeders' Cup winning you're in for the classic, the Stephen Foster Stakes, which I forgot is now a grade one race. Uh, and that's now at Ellis Park. They, they, that was part of the deal. We'll make it a grade one, but you have to take it away from Horse Killer down. So they moved it over here to Ellis Park. You also have the Fleur de Lis Stakes. Uh, uh, Moray, a horse that I used to own through my race horse, then they decided to sell her, and suddenly she's a grade one winner. She shows up in the Fleur de Lis, which is not officially a winning urine for the distaff, but in years past has been and you'll likely see at least a couple of those horses come out of that one uh and try to go to the distaff so previews for that preview for the dwyer fort bragg after scratching out of the woody stevens he's back a much easier spot and if you want to know more about the belmont park late pick five on saturday which includes the dwyer stakes you can check out dudes who bet sports 148 they're gonna be live here as soon as mike and i get off they'll be live at three pacific six eastern so Lots of content for you over at RacingDudes.com, including the Mike Samich-led Dudes Who Bet Daily. Should we uh, just talk for the next hour and 15 minutes, just so Aaron knows how it feels when you're waiting to jump on and there's another show that's going live? <laughs> Poor Aaron. I feel like Blinkers Off just ended right before he, we went live, too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check them out, too. They did. Ellis had a big slate of uh, stakes action, so they did picks for all, all of the big stakes at Ellis, as well as Belmont Park on Blinkers Off.
And golf clap to Aaron. He had the winner today in the race of the day. The five horse ended up winning. Uh, did you have the five two? I think you might have. It went yes. Five, it went five nine four. So it was all the horses we talked about, but the five ended up getting the win. Ellis part. Well, now let me pull it up. I'll go take a look because I'm curious to see. It was race, which one? Race seven? Race eight. Race eight. There it was. Oh, Sire. yeah. Yeah. Yep. She, yeah. I like she's looking lucky because of the speed angle right. with Saez. You like the five. Matt, Aaron liked the six. That's right. And I was four. And then we both liked the nine. Listen, Aaron, one of these days he'll learn. You bet Chad Brown when Florent Giroux was riding. You're not looking so lucky, my friend. Chad, Chad Brown on dirt, pretty much been not wonderful for a while. It makes you kind of wonder, like, how good really is Goodnight Olive? Right? <laughs> She's doing what she does on dirt for Chad Brown. You're like, damn, imagine if she was with, like, like if you had her with Mott or Pletcher. Makes you wonder. You had her with Baffer, she'd be breaking Gamine's records, man. Or just broken. Uh, Shadi, sorry. The, <laughs> the dude who bet sports starts... I thought it started in... I thought they were going right after us. Let me double check. Am I wrong on that one? You don't know. Great content here. No, I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, he moved it. It's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. He did move it. Okay. It was supposed to originally be right after us. So, yeah. I'm so mad at the Diamondbacks and the Rays right now. They're not going to go. Why? Over, oh. They're not going to go over ten minutes. They're really going to piss me off. Well, they're, anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> aside from that, you, they're mid eight now, and it was six. They had six runs into the first two innings, and they're not going to. They're at seven. Unbelievable. Anyway, go ahead. Check out Dudes Who Bet Daily every Wednesday through Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can get our best bets from the sports and horse racing worlds. Uh, lots of fun had every morning. Uh, we, we always, we always not, by the way, my undercashed. Boom. Yeah. I'll take it. I can't believe the Royals beat the Guardians, but hey, it doesn't matter. The undercash, that's what really mattered. We're back on track over there, so please join us. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Kellogg. He's at SummerBomb18, number one, number eight. Corporate Overlords at Racing underscore Dudes. If you aren't yet subscribed to YouTube.com slash Racing Dudes, we had a new show debut last night. Dudes After Dark is officially a thing. Uh, Nick Seavers, Nick Feldman, and Dr. Tang were live covering Canterbury Parks, pick five. Uh, they'll be doing this. Uh, sporadically, but the goal is for them to be covering night racing. So if you're looking to do a little nighttime degen action, uh, Mike, I know as soon as Texas stops being so Texas-y and you can start playing Lone Star and Sam Houston at nights on Fridays, like you're you're just gonna be all over dudes after dark. I, I shed a tear this morning when I looked at the carryovers, and there is five hundred and ten dollars in the Lone Star Pick Five carryover tonight. <laughs> They had eight hundred dollars bet into the late pick five yesterday. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, remember when we did the live show when Sam Houston opened, and they got a hundred and seventy thousand dollars bet into that pool that night, and now they're yeah. eight hundred dollars a night. What did you say the carryover was for tonight? Five hundred and ten dollars. I think that's like what the average Magic Mike show listener played that opening night. Yeah, it was five hundred ten dollars. I mean, it's just ridiculous how how it has gone from like literally uh, up here, and now it's just irrelevant. That's a shame. Anyways, we'll get out of here. Thanks for sticking with us this long. Uh, we'll be back Friday and all through the weekend for Dude to Bet Daily. Please join us. Uh, and again, make sure you subscribe to YouTube.com/slash Racing Dudes. So you can check out. You never miss any of the content. You can check it all out. 
uh, youtube.com slash racing dudes and racing dudes.com. Until next time, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Good luck with your bets. The Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Mike Show, tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show, you can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.